The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Anunishmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruwa Hashem Tenichenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Fuash Shelema. Yosef ben Sarah, Rahamim ben Adel, and Sarah bat Rachel. Enna refana lahem, enna refana lahem, enna refana lahem, refata nefesh ufuata guf. We begin today's daf on Yud Alif Amud Bet, and we are three lines from the bottom. Tanur Rabbanan Kansar Rishon Neshum Nesuin. Person got married to a lady Neshum Nesuin, which means that he had Nesuin. And what happened? She has witnesses that they were not secluded. Which means there was a chuppah, but there was no seclusion. And therefore they weren't together, therefore there was no bi'ah. Or there was a there was a seclusion, but there wasn't enough time in order to have a bi'ah. Which basically the testimony is that she did not have relations. Still, the second guy that marries her does not have a claim. He cannot come along and say, what? That she was not a betulah. Because already since the first uh, person married her and made a chupa, which was kansa, so therefore, even though there's a testimony that says that nothing happened, still he loses his ta'ana of ta'anat vitulim. Let's read Rashi. Even if you have witnesses, he still cannot say, you're not a bitulat to mafsid the ketubah, velema mekartaut, I'm about to say it was a mekartaut, sharek kansari shon, in his mind, he's thinking she was Nev'ilah. Very important words of Rashi. Which means, even though you have testimony and witnesses, he thinks the witnesses are just covering up, uh, just trying to protect her. But in his mind, he's got to think if there was already a marriage before this, that she said, So al that he got married. So now he can't come along, now all of a sudden she's not a Betulah, come along and say, oh, she's not a Betulah. Doesn't work that way. Okay, so that's the first dean of the... Uh, uh, so Rabbah so learns something from this Braita. He deduces something from the Braita. What does he say? Zotomeret. This teaches us Kansa Behezkat Betula. Right? Guy got married and he was under the assumption that she's Behezkat Betula. Vinimset Beula. And then what happened? It was found that she indeed was a Beula. She still has a ketubah of a hundred, like a be'ula, meaning it's not totally a mekahtaut, like in this case over here. This case over here, it's like she had a hazkat betula, because they had witnesses that came along and said that uh, there was no stina, or there was no time for bi'ah, and still what? When she's find out to be a be'ula, the Gebra says it's not a mekahtaut, he has no claim of betulim, rashi, zotomeret, now in this case over here, when he married this lady, in the case of the Braita, he married her al that she was a betulah. He did rely on the witnesses. That's right, he cannot be mafsida limaneh, which means he cannot come along and uh, be mafsid. So therefore, Ravaz learning a halakha from this Braita. What's the Lakai Zoy from Raita? That if a person gets married, and she's found a 
Be'ulah, she still has a ketubah of a maneh, just like the deen of A, Be'ulah, meaning it's not a mekah ta'ut. It's not considered a, uh, a, a mistake. Why? Because like this, the, the logic is because this guy that got married, he got married by Askat Betulah, in the sense that there was witnesses. And still we're saying what? He has no ta'ana uh, of Betulim, which means he cannot claim it's a Mekah ta'ut if he has to give her the hundred. Good. Comes the Gemara and says, Rav Asheh Amar, the verse says, "Be'alma le'olam emalach le'tla klal." Normally, I'll tell you that if the person gets married by Azkata, she's a betula, and she's not, it's a mekhtaut. She don't even get a hundred. The whole thing is nullified. I. What about the case of the Brayta? Veshani hacha sharekansa rishon. Over here, it's different because bottom line, kansa rishon. The first guy already got married, and therefore, what's the claim? The claim over here is that since it was Kansari Shon the oh, she wasn't Pa'iskat Betula, that's the point. Since she wasn't Pa'iskat Betula Gimura, because after all, she was married to the first guy, so in this case, we're going to say she gets the hundred and he has no uh, claim. But in the regular case, where it's the first marriage, and he's thinking it's Pa'iskat Betula, and she comes along and she's not a Betula, she loses everything. It's a Mekhtaut. This case is different. Why is it different again? She was married. You should have realized. You married. Where is the, the gap over here? is not a betula. That's why she gets a the, the money. So the What do you mean? Oh, Gemara is a concern now. You're telling this guy, this husband, the second husband, you have no claims of it. Don't come to betin. Stay home. Even though she's not a betula, your claim's not a claim. You got to give it a ketubah. So the Gibbara says, why, why are you doing that? Maybe we should necessitate him to come to Betin, to level his claim, that what? To testify that she was not a Betula. Maybe witnesses will surface now and prove that what? That she was actually Zinta Tahtav. That maybe she had a relation after he got married. And therefore she's Asuratim. Which means, why are you concerned that maybe she's Asuratim? Maybe, maybe there was a Bi'ad that took place after the Irusim, let's say. And therefore, by not by telling this guy you have no claim, it'll never come to uh, to, to, to surface because he's not coming to bedding. By him not coming to bedding, nobody's going to talk about the case. Nobody's going to come and testify. So the Gemara let the guy come to t- testify in bedding. Let him say that uh, she's not a betula, and then, then maybe we're able to discern a, a situation where maybe she actually had to be after the irusin and she's forbidden to him. Look at Nashi. Nashi says v'ni'u shema tahtav zinta. Maybe which means Bishlaman, the cases that we said above, where Kansa Bihaskat Bitula. That's the case where let's say they got married, Bihaskat that she was a Bitula, Vinim said Bihula, and we find out she was a Bihula. Yes, the Kitula above, we said that she gets a Kituba. Lomakshinan. Over there, we're not concerned that maybe there was in Tatahtav. The Ikal de Memarke Shebal de Bedin, Ubao Edim Shizinta Kodem Nachin. Which means over there, the guy's going to come to Betin. In the case we discussed above, the guy had a... She had a Haskat Betula, let's say. And then when he got married, she was uh, not a Betula. So what do we say above? She gets a Ketubah. She gets a Maneh. Now she says, we're not worried about that case that maybe he's in Tatahtav. Why? Because in those cases over there, he's coming to Betin. So as long as he's coming to Betin, everything will come out in truth. Here it's a different language. He doesn't even have a ta'ana. When it says, means he has zero claim. So the Gemara is concerned. What do you mean zero claim? By not letting him come to Bedin, could be they're going to find out that it was in that tahta, which is Asulatim. The case is talking about where they made a 
he, the second guy made a kiddushin and he was ba'al al-tad immediately. So there's no safik that she was ba'al tahtav. We're talking about a case where the second guy got married immediately after the kiddushin, bi'ah. So there's no safik in this case that there was a uh, bi'ah tahtav. That's how you have to say the case. Good. So that's the first deen. Some learned this whole Gemara, not on the Braita, but on the Mishnah. What Mishnah? Betula almana girusha halutza mena nisu'in. Have a betula. She's an almana, or she is a girusha, or a halutza mena nisu'in. Okay, how is she betula, for example? Let's say she got married, and uh, before the uh, bi'ah, the guy died. So she's a betula almana. Okay? What's the deen? Ketubatan maneh. So the ketubah they have is a maneh, is a hundred. Ve'en lahem ta'anad betulin. And there is no ta'anad betulin, which means you cannot come along and say, she wasn't a betula. Because once already she was married once, already there is no more ta'anad betulin. So comes the Gemara and says, Ve'en lahem ta'anad betulin. Betula mena nesu'in. Heki mashka'ata. Look at what's the case? How, how is a lady a betula mena nesu'in? that the second guy has no ta'anad betulin, and he has to pay her a hundred, and he cannot come along and say, Mekah ta'ud. So Rava comes along and says, You see from over here, what? That when a lady has chaskat betulah, and she's fine to be a girl, she still gets a hundred. Ravashay amal le'olam imalach ba'amalet la'klal. Ravashay comes along and says, Still, no. Maybe I'll tell you, when it's a mistake like that, she gets nothing. When, she, when she's chaskat betulah, and then she's a be'ulah, she gets nothing. Oh, v'shani acha, but what about this mishnah? Again, she was In this case, she was married. So the guy has to suspect maybe something happened. And therefore, that's why in this case over here, he has no ta'anat betulin. But in the regular case, he will have. Same question. By saying that he doesn't have a ta'ana, he's not going to come to betin. By not coming to betin, maybe he's going to stop himself from finding out that maybe she was in ta'ana. Okay, same story. That why he made a kedushin immediately. He had to be asked, so you're not concerned about zintat tachtav. Now, man dematnila abraita. According to the opinion that learned Rabbah's statement on the braita, let's review the braita. The braita was the case of the lady that was married, right? And then what happened? There was witnesses that said, Lo nistera, o nistera, velo Then she got married to the second guy. And what do we say to the second guy? Second guy comes over and says, He has no ta'ana of betulin, he has no ta'ana at all. Because bottom line, she was married. And on that, Rava came along and said, Zotomeret. In case of a lady, has got betula. And now she comes, comes along and she's a be'ulai. He has no uh, ta'ana. So, man de matila b'raita. According to that first opinion, that learned it on the b'raita. Kol sheken amatnitin. Or the more so to the Mishnah. Now, what is this uh, called Shekin? Let's read. Let's read Rashi. Man de matnila lehad rabba v'ravashe abraita called Shekin amatnitin. The command of abraita afagav the amru edim. The hadush of the abraita is a big hadush. They had witnesses. Witnesses came along and said nothing happened. They weren't alone. Really, the second guy, when he married her, it was really because he had witnesses. And still what? And still, even though there was seemingly a hazaka, and still Ravashe came along and said, no proof, because he was married. So in, if in that case you're telling me that what? That that's different. So then, Although also in the second case of the Mishnah, where it was just the lady that got married, right? No witnesses came along and said anything. So, she's going to get a mana, a mana, and there's not going to be a tana betulin. And therefore, which means, if Rav Asher is going to say, 
in the case of the Braita, where there's conclusive witnesses, evidence, that they're coming along and saying she's betula, and still you're telling me what? In that case it's different. Since she was married, there's no more Haskat Betuni. Even though it's witnesses, still Rabbi Hashem came along and said the case is different. Kulshikin, in a case where there's no witnesses, like the case of the Mishnah, where a lady got married, and the, the husband died before uh, Bi'ah, but there's no witnesses to prove that. Certainly in that case, the guy's not going to have a Ta'anat Betunin. If he doesn't have a Ta'anat Betunin when there's witnesses, that say nothing happened, certainly he's not going to have a Ta'anat Betunin when there's no witnesses. So the Gibran is saying, the one that had this conversation in the Mishnah, I'm sorry, in the Braita, where there was witnesses called Sheken, it would, it would hold suit in the Braita. However, the opposite is not true. Uman de matila amatnitin aval abaraita lo. But if you're learning it on the Mishnah, this whole conversation, I'll say it. You know why the case of the Mishnah is different? Because there was no witnesses. She was married. That's why she doesn't have a ta'ana of. That's why he doesn't have a ta'ana of betulin. Aval abaraita lo mishum dematsi amale anaidim sabke. But in the case of the Braita, it's different. He could come along and maybe he'll have a ta'ana of betulin. Why? He could say, listen, there was witnesses over here. Witnesses came along and told me that she, nothing happened. And therefore the man that, the one that had this conversation, this, this Shaklam and Tariyah in the Mishnah, will hold that in the Braita, he does have a ta'ana betulin, because bottom line he could say that, I was relying on the, and the, look, that's the conclusion of this piece. Comes the next Mishnah and says, Ha'ochel etzel hamiv bihuda. Okay. Guy went to his father-in-law's house. Now normally when does a guy buy his father-in-law's house? When they're engaged. So he's by his father-in-law's house. He's eating by his father-in-law's house. He's living there. Bihuda, in the place of Yehuda. Now what do we know about Yehuda? Right, Yehuda, the custom was to make a Yehud. The Hatan and Kalaw, the Arus and Arusah would make Yehud. So they get comfortable with each other. So it says... There was no witnesses. You lose your ta'anat betulim. Why? Because there's Yehud. This guy cannot come along after the wedding and say, Hey, I didn't find betulim. You're from Yehuda. Once there's Yehud, so it could be he himself was the one that broke the betulim. So, Klal Mishnah is telling you. Anybody that comes from Yehuda that has this custom of uh, uh, seclusion, there's no ta'ana betulim. Whenever we say ta'ana betulim means he cannot come along and say lo matzati betulim. Okay, he cannot uh, have that claim. But that's the Mishnah. So comes the Gemara and says midiktari ha'ochel from the fact that the Mishnah says the one that's eating by his father-in-law's house in Yehuda michlal di'ika duchta biyuda nameh de lo achil. It's not that it's a place in Yehuda that people have the custom not to do this. Which means the Mishnah could have just said, right. Bihuda, right. the law is like this. It didn't say that. It says, a guy in Yehuda that's eating by his father's house that made Yehud, so it's master in Yehuda itself, there was some that had the custom to make Yehud, and some not. Right? It's from the language of the Mishnah. So Gemara says, Amar Abayesh Ma'mina, Bihuda Nameh Mekomot, Mekomot Yesh. Yeah, in Yehuda, Mekomot Mekomot. There's some place that had the place, the deed of Yehud, and some didn't have the custom. Kedetanya, like we have a brighter. Amar Bihuda, Bihuda, in Yehuda. Barishona, Ayum, Yahadin, Ta'atan, Vatakala, Sha'a, Ahat, Kodim, Kedisatan, Dahupa. Custom in Yehuda was before the actual Chupa itself that would make Yehud. Like we said, so they become familiar with each other. Right? So his heart will be familiar and comfortable with his kala. But in the Galil they didn't do that. Good. Next thing. In Yehuda Raji they would have the custom to have what? Two shushbinim, like two shomnim, two watchmen. One for him and one for her. Now what were these watchmen doing over here? Well the one for him is making sure that she doesn't produce a fake... Uh, a, a, a fake cloth with blood on it. Because the, the Kala wants to show that she has blood. Right? So the Shuzbin, his Shuzbin, is to protect the Hatan that the Kala doesn't uh, fool around with a fake uh, dam. And her Shuzbin is to protect her that he doesn't come along and take the uh, real blood and destroy it. Right? So that was the custom in uh, Yehuda. They both had Shuzbinin. 
כדי למשוויץ תחתם את הכלה בשעת כניסתה לחופה. אז צריך לשרוף תחתם את הכלה ותחתם את הכלה ותחתם את הכלה ובגליל לא היו עושים כן. אבל בגליל נכנסתם לזאת הדולה. ביהודה בראשונה היו שושבינים ישנים בבית שחתם וכלה ישנים בה. מה, נכנסתם לדעתי, שושבינים היו אקשולי שליפ בבית Well, it's obvious, you don't have to say that, because in Galilee they didn't have the custom to make Shushbinim, so certainly uh, they weren't to make the house. Oh, but if they don't have this minhag, whoever doesn't have this minhag, they cannot uh, make a ta'ana of bitulim. Now, Rashi comes along and says, look at Rashi Lebashmesh. Lebashmesh ulmashmesh b'maaseheim b'oto alayla, shelo yekalkelu ze et ze b'maaseheim b'tarmit. We don't want them to get involved in trickery. Shelo yere ze dam b'tulin. Right, we're not, we don't want the lady to come along and show fake dam b'tulin. V'yovad, or this one's going to come along and Destroy it. Vezu lo tabi mapa. Vezu lo tabi mapa shesh aleti pedamim. That's the lady. We don't want. That's the lady. The first is the man. So that's the view. Shelo yireze dam betulin. The guy's going to see dam betulin. Veyovad is going to destroy it. Or the lady's not going to bring a mapa with drops of blood on it and the producer, which is a fake. Ubemkom shenagu lemashmesh. Now, in the place where they had the custom to be mashmesh, lo nagu liyached. You have to say that there was no Yehud. Because if there was Yehud, what's the guards going to do already? Which means, in a place where there's Yehud, we said there's no Ta'ana between them anyway. So we see in, in Yehuda itself, it said two things. They had the custom to make Yehud, and they had the custom to make Yishushminim. Hold it. If you're making Yehud, there's no purpose for the Yishushminim. Because the whole purpose of the Yishushminim is what? To protect the Ta'ana Betulim. But if there's Yehud, Anyway, there's no ta'ana of between so the shushbinim don't serve a purpose. So what do you see? Must be that in Yehuda itself, there were different customs. Some had the custom to make Yehud. So in those places where they made Yehud, there was no shushbinim. In the place where they didn't make Yehud, there were uh, shushbinim. So therefore you see what? In the Chanamei, the Mishnah's Meduyek, and there were places in Yehuda that had the custom of Yehud, and places that did not. Comes to and says, good. Ahiyah. Where is this going back on? Gemara is analyzing the Braita. It said at the end of the Braita, If you don't have this minhag, you do not have ta'anat bitulim. So the Gemara says, well, what is that going back on? Let's get the statement again. Whoever doesn't have this minhag cannot claim ta'anat bitulim. Gemara says, If it's going back on the resha, which is Yehud, on the contrary, if it's the Yehud issue, it should say, if you have the minhag of Yehud, there's no ta'ana bitulim. So the statement's not uh, correct, right? Because this statement says, whoever doesn't have the minhag, doesn't have a ta'ana bitulim. On the contrary, if it's going on Yehud, it should say, if you have the minhag of Yehud, there's no ta'ana bitulim. Ela asefa. Oh, so it's going on the sefa, and what is the statement saying? Whoever doesn't have the custom of Shushbinin doesn't have the deen of Ta'ala Betulin. So the Gemara says, no, that doesn't make sense. Kol Shalom Mushmash Which literally means anybody that's not being served, it should say. Let's read Rashi. Rashi, Kol Shalom Mushmash Mev'aileh. Who's the guy that's to'en ta'anat betulin? Who ha'ba'al? Of course, it's the husband. That's the guy that says the ta'anat betulin. Ve'hu e'no no'eg mishmush. He doesn't make the investigation. He doesn't appoint Yishush Benin. She'bo she'eno talui beba'al. The mishmush is not dependent on the husband. E'la al-abiya kala. Who investigates the husband? The father of the kalash, he sends the, he sends the investigator or the shuzbin to go make sure that uh, he doesn't uh, fool around, right? And what's the mishmush bekalah? Now, the, the part that's talui bebaal 
is his get, him getting his shoes mean to just make sure that the kala doesn't produce or generate a fake uh, fake blood? Now, the hechitani. So then, why did it say, or why shouldn't it have said, "Kol baal shelo nag mishmush"? It said in the statement, "Any baal that was not noheg mishmush eno yachol l'tron tanat betulim." Which you tell me if he was not noheg mishmush, he cannot be toen ta'anat betulim. Kol sheken di im lo nahag lemeshmesh vehem mishmeshu oto. Which means, in the case where let's say the father of the kala was mishmesh him, they checked him out. The yachol l'tron, which means in that case over there he would be able to be toen. Hachi ibele lemitnet. Should have said like this. Kol shalom mushmash. The statement should say like this. As long as he's not being uh, watched, he has no ta'anat betulim. We understand why. Because if he's not being watched, what are you worried about? He took the cloth and he threw it away. So as long as he's not watched, he should lose his ta'ana of betulim. Correct? Let's go to two sides again. There's two people being watched. The Hatan's being watched by the Kala and the, and the, the Kala's being watched by the Hatan. Now, when would the person lose his Ta'ana Betulim? The Ta'ana Betulim is lost if he's not being watched. Because what are you concerned about? You guys can come along and say, oh, she's not a Betulah. Yeah, of course, because you took the cloth and you, you destroyed it. So therefore, if he has a, a, a Shomer, then of course he has a Ta'ana Betulim. Because they can't say you, you destroyed the cloth. But if he doesn't have a Shomer, so that already he loses his ta'na of uh, betulin. Because they come along and say, you have no ta'na betulin, no betulin. You took the cloth and you uh, destroyed it. So therefore the Gemara's language should have said, kol shelo mushmash, which means any, any hatan that's not being observed, we'll call, or watch, loses. But that wasn't the uh, lashon. The lashon was, kol shelo nahag. Kol shelo nahag is master that he's doing it. Well, he's not doing it, it's being done to him. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar Abayeh, Abayeh gives the answer. Le'olam Aresha. You know what? When it said, Kol Shelo Nahag, it's going on the Resha. Vitni Kol Shenahag. Change the Gersah. Meaning, read it as a, whoever was Noheg Yehud, right? If you Noheg Yehud, so then already, you don't have Ta'anat Betulim. Kol shenahag, meaning, kol shenahag min hagzeh of Yehud, illo ta'ana betulim. So the Gabbara says, Abba le Rava, ve'ha kol shenahag ketani. But it says kol shenahag. It's a do'ak to change the girsah. Ela amar Rava, hachi ka'amad. Kol shenahag min hag galil begalil, ela min hag Yehuda begalil, eno yachol lit'on ta'ana betulim. Which means like this, he learns like this. The Minhagin Galil was what? No Yehud. No Yehud, so therefore you had Ta'anat Betulim. So it's saying like this. Kol Shalom Nahag Minhag Galil Begalil. If you didn't follow the Minhag of Galil in Galil, but what did you do? You followed Minhag Yehuda in Galil. Elo Ta'anat Betulim. So he kept the words of Kol Shalom Nahag. Meaning, as long as Galil was not Noheg, Begalil, Yehud, Elam Ta'anat Betulim. Which means, if they were no hate like Yehuda, that means they were no hate Yehud. Therefore, they lose the Betuli, they lose the Tana Betuli. So, he, what, what Ravah gains, he keeps the Lashon of Kol Shudon Ahag. Le'olam Asifa. Really, I'll tell you, it's going on the Sefa, on the law of the Shushbinin. Vitni Kol Shudon Mushmash. And changing it, I learn it, not Kol Shudon Ahag, because we're not going on his inspection, we're saying on his, him being inspected. And therefore, learn the case, read it like this. Any hatan that's not inspected, he loses ta'ana betulim. Why does he lose ta'ana betulim? Since he's not being inspected, he'll take the cloth and destroy it. If we have no ne'emanu to say, I didn't find betulim. Of you didn't find betulim, because you took it and destroyed it. So, if he was not uh, inspected, he loses the ta'ana. Okay, good. Now we continue the next Mishnah. Ahad al-manat Yisrael. Okay, you have an almana, let's say, of a, of a Yisrael. Well, actually, she's a bat Yisrael. The hat almanat 
כהנים. או להציג שזה אמנה מנשת בת כהן. כן, אמנה כתובה. אמנה שזה כתובה, וזה שזה בת ישראל אלמנה, או שזה בת כהנת, או בת כהן אלמנה, כתובתה מנה. Right, we know the deed of Almana, how much Almana get? Almana gets a hundred. Bet din shil koanim, hayu govin libtula arba meot zuzeh. Wow. The bet din of the koanim to protect the koanim families, they would go and institute that a betula kohenet, her ketuba is four hundred zuz. Velomi hubi adam achanim. And the rabbis are not rebuked. Normally, what's the deen? The deen is ketubah v'betulah is 200. But the families of the Kohanim, they protected the betulot of the Kohanim, and therefore they said, they upped it. And they made it what? They made it to 400. Now again, this is called tosifat ketubah. Anybody's allowed to add uh, money to the ketubah, as long as you have the minimum 200. So they came along and made a standard tosifat ketubah of 400. And we'll see... Um, We'll see why exactly what was done. Right, besides the two, they added two. No, altogether 400. Altogether 400. Okay. So Kamsukemaran says, Tana, we have a statement. The Almanat Kohanim Ketubata Matayim. Oh, we have a statement that says, if a bad Kohen becomes an Almana or Ketuba is 200. That goes against our Mishnah. Didn't we just say, Ben Almanat Yisrael, Ben Almanat Kohen, the Ketubah is 100. Now you tell me it's 200. So the Gemara says, Ve'anan tenan, Achat Almanat Yisrael, Ve'achat Almanat Kohen, Ketubah Tammane, Stila. The Gemara says, Amar of Asher, Shte Takanot Havu. There was two original Takanot. Me'ikarat Tiknu, Lebetula, Arba Me'ot Zuzeh, Ul Almana Mane. Which means, originally the Takana was what? That a Betula, meaning a Bat Kohen, Betula, originally the Takana was what? Her Ketubah is 400 Zeus, and an Almana that's a Bat Kohen, her Ketubah is 100. So Almana was the same, whether it was a Bat Kohen or a Bat Yisrael, but a Betula Kohen, Bat Kohen was considered, they made it 400. What happened? Kevad de Hazud Mizalzele Behu. But the betting, they saw that they were being mezalzel. says, Which means, the betting of the Kohanim saw that what? That they were being mezalzel be'almanat Kohanim. Because they saw since the Ketubah be'almanat Kohen, but Kohen is only a hundred. So the people, it's easy for them to, to divorce them. Right. So therefore what? Achimim were concerned that the price of an almanat kohen is too cheap, because the people being mezazel. Let's read Rashi. The mezazelim were almanat kalot be'anem lotzian mepnei shiktubatan mu'atet. So tiknu lehu matan. So they upgraded the ketubah and almanat to two hundred. The genai ayalahin. The afatish almanat yisir nami ketubatan maneh. So Rashi has a question. What do you mean? A regular bat Yisrael, the ketubah is also maneh. So we thought it was a genai, because they were getting divorced very easily. Well, if that's the case, it should have been the same thing by a bat Yisrael. Almanat bat Yisrael is also maneh. So he says, Miu kohanim hashim itfeh. Kohanim are more hashuvim. Vigenai lahem yirusheh benotem yotem Yisrael. To them it was a bigger embarrassment if any of their descendants gets divorced. So which means, a regular Israel Ketubah was a hundred. That's if a guy would get divorced, because it's so easy to get divorced, it doesn't bother them. But the Kohanim families, it was a big genai to have their daughters get divorced. And therefore, you're going to tell me now, al is only a hundred. So what was happening? A eh, hundred, guy would get married, he only has to pay a hundred. It was easy to get divorced. It bothered the Kohanim, because that's the, the kabot for the families. So what did they do? They upgraded the Ketubah of an Almanah to two hundred. Comes to Gibran says, Tiknu lehu matan. And now what ended up happening? Nobody was marrying them. Because what was the guy saying? <laughs> For the same price, I can marry a Betulat Israel. Which means, instead of taking an Almanat Kohen, it's going to cost me 200, I can take a Betulat Bat Israel. So what was happening? 
Nobody was uh, marrying the Almanat Kohen. So what happened? So they had to go bring it back. The original take another hundred. So therefore, there's two Tanaic statements. One statement said Almanat Kohen hundred. One said two hundred. It was a two different, two different points. At one time, they upgraded it to two hundred, so they will not be mizanzel. But when they upgraded it to two hundred, nobody was marrying them. They said, "Get for the same price, say betul Israel." So therefore, they came along and they changed the takana back. Comes the Gemara and says, "Betin shel kohanim." Right? We said the betin of kohanim seems to have their own betin. They were the ones that upgraded the ketubah uh, of an betula uh, to four hundred uh, zoos. Right? And the rabbis did not uh, protest. It wasn't only the betin of the Kwanim, uh, or it's not only a inyan of the hachamim themselves that can make a, such a takana, uh, which is even families that are hashuba families that have the lineage, let's say, that are not Kwanim, they want to make a takana, let's say, certain families. Listen, you want to marry into our family? Ketubah is going to be 400. You don't need the Kwanim necessarily or the Achamim, let's say, to make it. The families themselves who have Yahus can institute the Ketubah. So comes again, who made this statement over? This was the Yudah Amar Shemuel. So comes again, and says, we have a question. Metibe from Brighton. If you have families that what that they want to follow the practice of the Kwanim to take what a ketubah of four hundred zoos, kegon bat Yisrael kohen. For example, a bat Yisrael that's married to a kohen, or a bat kohen the Yisrael, or a bat kohen that is married to a Yisrael, osin, which means they can make a takanan upgrade the ketubah to even four hundred zoos. So the Gemara says. Makes a diuk. Bat Yisrael la Kohen or Bat Kohen Yisrael because what? At least there's Kohenim in there. Either the wife is a Kohenet or the husband is a Kohen. So therefore, since there's Yehus over there, at least there's Kohenim, that's why you can upgrade the Ketubah to 400. However, the Gemara says, Hu de'ikat sad keuna. Abad Bat Yisrael Yisrael, lo. But if it's all Yisrael, since it's not considered sad keuna, maybe you have the right to upgrade the Ketubah to 400 zoos. You were telling me above Shemuel that what? Afilu mishpechotam yuchasot bi Yisrael that can go upgrade it to 400. Uh, but you see over here what? Only because one of them is a Kohen, then already you have a Yan of Yehus. Masha'ikir, if it's Ba'i Siti, so you cannot. So it comes to Gabbara and says, No. Lo meba'ya kama. The Gabbara is using a style of lo meba'ya. It's just saying like this. Lo meba'ya bat Yisrael Yisrael. I don't have to tell you that case where everybody is Israel, where it's about Yisrael, Yisrael. That what? That for sure you can upgrade the ketubah. Delo matze amar la eluyeka lich, which means the husband cannot tell the wife, "I elevated you," because he himself is Israel. He married about Israel. Could he tell his wife, "I elevated you"? Therefore, he has no. Which when she's going to come along and say, "Listen, I want a ketubah four hundred. He can't, he can't come along and say, you want 400? I made you. I elevated you. She could say, you did nothing to me. You're a Yisrael. I'm about to say we're equal. There I would say she has a ta'ana to come along and say, listen, we're me, you hasot. We want an extra ketubah. And he can't come along and say, I should pay extra. You should pay me. I elevated you. He can't say that in the case of the bat Yisrael to Yisrael. However, Aval bat Yisrael kohen de amar la aluye kama but in the case where, let's say, the Kohen marries the Bat Yisrael. In this case, now, the Bat Yisrael is going to come along and say, listen, you want to marry me? 400 zoos, Ketubah. He could come along and say, I should pay you 400 zoos? <laughs> you are your Bat Yisrael. That's nothing. Now that you married me, you're elevated. Now she can eat Terumah, for example. Right? Bat Yisrael married to Kohen can eat Terumah, which means I elevated you. I'm not paying. Kamash Ma'alan. That still, even a Bat Yisrael can come along and demand 400 for the Ketubah, even if she's marrying a Kohen, and the Kohen's claim of what do you mean? I, I elevated you is not a Ta'ana. So, in a any family it comes out that wants to have a certain uh, uh, Takana, that their girls are only going to be married with a higher level Ketubah, more than 200 Zuz, Rasha'im. It's not only Deen of Keuna. Comes the next Mishnah. Person marries a lady, and of course he did not find 
the betulin. He omeret mishirastani neinasti, which means he, she comes along and says, listen, I agree, I'm not a betula, but what happened after I got engaged, after the erusin, I was neinza. Uh, Somebody uh, came on uh, by force, and therefore, what did she say to him? Vinistahava sadehu. Your field got flooded, but you did your mazal. Before I was engaged to you, nothing happened to me. Now I got engaged to you, I made Irusin. What happened? Uh, I got Neinsa. Uh, so therefore it's your loss. You want to take away my Ketubah? It's your Mazal was Gorem that I should lose, I should become Neinsa. Uh, and therefore you owe me the uh, Ketubah. It's like a person that buys a field. Right? If he buys the field, something goes wrong with in the field. His position. In his position. Right? In his position. Exactly. In his position. Right? So therefore she's coming on, I want my Ketubah. He comes along and says, no. Vehu Omer, lo, chi, ela ad shelo erastich. Vehaya mekhi, mekhtaut. He comes along and says, hey, listen, <laughs> this happened before you were married, before I was married, before I was engaged to you. And therefore what? Mekhtaut. I married you, Be'azgad Betulah. And now you're coming along and you're, 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 you're Be'azgad Betulah. I'm not paying you anything. Mekhtaut, you get zero. So what do you do in this case? So Rabban Gabriel and Rabbi Eliezer Omrim, they come along and say, Ne'emenet, that the lady has a Ne'emanut, and therefore she gets her Ketubah. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Rabbi Yoshua argues and says, Lo mipiha anu hayim, which means we do not rely on our testimony. Now what does this mean in the language, Lo mipiha anu hayim? What do you mean, Lo mipiha? We don't live from our testimony, because there's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avot that says, the world exists on three things. One of the three things is emit. So therefore, in this case over here, Rabbi Yoshua is saying, We're not going to live from such a lady's testimony. You know why? Because she's lying. It's not emit. There's no life to the world based on such a testimony. And therefore, Therefore, we consider that the the betulim was broken before the irusin vetato, and therefore she tricked them. Listen, you want to bring a raya, bring a proof, but your testimony alone is not considered enough raya. So comes the Gemara now and analyzes the mahlokit of between the bili azir and the Yoshua. Let's review. The bili azir says what? Ne'emenet. No, no Now what's the sevarot of it between the two sides of the mahlukah? So Gibran says, Itmar. Guy comes along to his friend and says, meaning you owe me a hundred. Another guy comes along and says, I don't know anything about it. He comes along and says, what? Hayav, which means he has to pay. He has to pay the hundred. Let's say it's a hundred. What's the mahlokit of it? Gemara says, Which means, we have a famous rule when it comes to the name Amonot. You have a person that's Bari. Bari means he's Vadai. He's certain. He's Bari. And then you have a Shemme. Shemme means he's Misupak. Uh, he's not sure. Now this guy's coming along and saying, listen, I'm telling you, you owe me the hundred. I'm Bari, I know what you've done. The other guy comes along and says, I don't know, I don't know if I owe you. Oh, so this is a classical case of Bari Veshem. So the deen is what? Bari Adif, and therefore he gets his uh, money. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, Rav Yohanan, Amre, Patur. Why? Uke Mamona, Behaiskat Mare. They come along, he comes along with a different Sevara. He says, listen, you're coming along now, you want to take money out of me. You're saying I owe you the money until you can bring me a proof. The general rules are You want to take money out of me? The burden of proof is on you that you that uh, I owe you the money. And if until you bring me the ayah, keep the money where it is found, and therefore he does not have to pay. That's the makloket between Rav Yehuda and Rav Huna against Rav Nachman and. Rabbi Yohanan. So Kazi Gaboran says, Amale Abayel Rabbi Yosef. So Abayel comes along and tells Rabbi Yosef, Had Rav Huna the Rav Yehuda Dishmueli. Where did Rav Yehuda and Rav Huna get their shita from? They must have learned it from their rabbi. Who was their rabbi? Shemuel. Well, what did Shemuel say? Ditnan, we have Mishnah. The Mishnah is later on in Daf Yud Gima. What does it say in the Mishnah? Hayta me'uberet. 
Good. You have a lady, she's pregnant. They come along and say, what's the status of it? Who did you get pregnant from? She comes along and says, Which means, I had got pregnant. She wasn't married. But she's saying, I got pregnant from a queen, meaning from a cashier. Which means somebody that is cashier. As opposed to a pasul. It's not uh, uh, somebody that's a goy or something like that. It's uh, a cashier. Meaning it's miyuhas. And therefore the bi'ad not posel her to the kiuna, for example. The bank of the Ibrabidi Azir Umrim Ne'minit. So they come along and say, she's believed. She's coming along and saying, she knows what to do, she had to be out with. Therefore she has a Ne'manut. And therefore Nafka Minas should be muted to marry to the kiuna. Because the law is if a lady went with, let's say, a miyuhas, she does not become pasul to marry a Kohen. Only if she goes to somebody that's asura to her, then already, for example, she went with a goy. Then already, forget that, she becomes pasul to the Kohen. It's considered like a zona. Now, if she went with somebody that was kasherta, like this case, she's saying, I'm pregnant. Oh, you're pregnant? But for who? From a Kohen. Muter the Kohen. Ne'emene. Na'amar bin'amar Shemuel, halakha kerabban gamliel. Oh, and Shemuel came along and said, we follow Rabban gamliel. Va'amar le'rav Shemuel bar Yudah le'rav Yudah. Shinana, which means that's a type of sharp one. That's a, it's a kinui that they're telling a nickname. They're telling young sharp one. Shinana, he tells them. Amar plan mishme dishmuel halacha kerabban gamliel af barishona, which means not only did you tell us that in the mishnah, the case of the meubedet, that we're going to trust her when she comes along and says that it's from a kohen that she has a nemanut. But when it came to the Mahlokan in our Mishnah, Mishnah kept about our Mishnah. What was the case of our Mishnah again? We had the case with the the ladies coming along and saying what that she was indeed Ne'insa uh, after the Irusin, and therefore Nistahafa Sadehu. And in that case over there, would we say the Ban said Ne'minit? We believe her. So therefore. He's telling them like this. Not only did you tell us that the halakhaz like Rabban Gamliel in the case of uh, the Mi'uberet situation, but you also said that the halakha is what? Af, also we're going to take Rabban Gamliel in the case of the Ketubah, where she comes along and says that I was Ne'insa after the Irusin. So let's read that inside. Kebara says, Amarta, Mishra, you told us the name of Shemuel. Halakha ke Rabban Gamliel Af Barishona. Even in the first case. So comes again what says. Oh, now what does af mean? So the Gibran says, My af barishon. I mean, af's much as hadush. Which is not only the case of uh, with the mi'uberet, but even in the case of the ketubah case. What's af? So the I'll tell you what af is. Af al gav di ikalimimar uki mamona be'izkat Amar Rabban Gamliel Bari Adif Right, and even though That you would say a Sivara Keep the money by the person that has it Which means, in this case over here Who has the money? The husband The husband's holding the money You want to take the Ketubah money out of me? The lady should bring a proof And therefore what? Still Rabban Gamliel says Bari Adif She's the Bari in this case She's coming and saying I know what happened to me I'm telling you, I was the insah after the irusin. You're coming along and saying, well, who says? Maybe it was before. And therefore you see what? That Abang Gabriel is holding what? Of the sivara of Bari V'Shemeh, Bari Adif. And what Shemuel is saying, Halakha, Afkin Abang Gabriel, that even in the case we have, a case of Uki Mamunab B'Hazkat Mareh, still you're going to say what? That you go with the claim of the Bari so therefore what? You see that when Shemuel came along and said that uh, Rav Yudah uh, and uh, Rav Huda's statement really is Shemuel. Because Rav Yudah and Rav Huda are the ones that said Bari Veshem Bari Adif. Where did they get that from their rabbi? Where do you see Shemuel held Bari Veshem? Because he was posek like our Mishnah. And our Mishnah is the case of Bari Veshem. So therefore they were saying you should know when Rav Yudah and Rav Huda made a statement that said, Bari Veshemet Bari Adif, by the case of Maneli Biyadecha, they didn't just get it from themselves, they learned it from their rabbi. Who's their rabbi? Shemuel. Where do you see Shemuel said it? You see Shemuel said that even in the case, even in the case of Al Mishnah, 
Where what? Where you're going against the Hazakab Mamon, where you're trying to take money out of the Muhzak, the husband is the Muhzak, and still what did he say? You believe the lady, the it. Why do you believe the lady? Because of the rule of Bari Bishemme, Bari Adif. It makes sense to answer like we answered the Rav Nachman who the Amar Kerabang Gamliel. That indeed Rav Nachman, that said in the case of Manedi Biyadecha, that what that Hamutzi Mahaviru Alavaraya, meaning Uki Mamone Azkat Mare, we don't take the money out until he brings a proof. He can hold like Rabban Gamliel of the Mishnah that said what that the lady has an Emanut. Why? Because we're going to go with Bari Veshem Bari Adif. Why? Because she has a good claim. Number one, she has a migu, because she could have claimed something uh, better. She could have claimed Mukat Eitz. And also, she's working with her own personal status, Hazaka, that she's a Betula. And therefore, we say she's a Betula until the latest point. So, I can agree with that. And it makes sense to say that the Nachman agrees with Abang You know why? The Imke, because we're not going to say that. Ilcheta, Ilcheta, Kashia, Ilcheta, Ilcheta. You're going to have a contradiction on the Halachot. Why? The Kaimalan, Ilcheta, Kerav Nachman, Bedine. We have a rule. Whenever it comes to Dinim Amunot, monetary cases, we follow. Rav Nachman, but we also know that when it came to the Ketubot case, we hold like Rav Gamaliel. So therefore, how could we uh, 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 together at the same time, which means have Halachalik Rav Nachman and Rav Gamaliel? If you're going to say they're arguing, so that the Halachot are going to be they're clashing. So therefore the Gemara says, mm-hmm. So it must be, if you, you could hold like Rav Nachman, you could hold like Rav, Rav Nachman, they both can coexist together, like we said. Why? Because the, the, the Dinim of Rav Nachman will agree to the case of the Mishnah because of the Migu factor and the Hazaka factor. So it comes out, the Maskana contra Gemara, we say, Halakha Rav Nachman, and that what? That when it comes to the Mahloket, Bari Vesheme, Lav bari adif. In that case, we don't say bari adif. On the contrary, we say leave the money where it is, and therefore you have to bring a proof. However, Allah will be like Rabban Gamaliel in our Mishnah that the Isha does take the Ketubah with the Ta'ana Mishnah because she has. Two extra factors that may give her more uh, credibility, which is the Migu factor and the Hazaka factor. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.